I was being chased around by a set of glowing eyes and they smell of sulfur. Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to episode three of the Keep Digging podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam Zeke, and today I'm bringing you a special interview with my friend Stephen Wagner. Stephen is the founder of the Schenectady Paranormal Investigative Team uh, from upstate New York. I would like to apologize ahead of time for the quality of the audio in this interview. We recorded this interview a few weeks back and I did not really notice at the time, but it came out a little tinny. It's not the quality of audio that you're used to getting from Keep Digging, and for that I do apologize. I would also like to announce right at the top of the show from now on that if you wanna be on Keep Digging, you're more than welcome. If you have any kind of spooky story, whether it's a ghost story, if it has something to do with UFOs, I don't care you met a serial killer once or something like that anything scary anything spooky anything you can't explain this is the place for you you can either write me an email at keepdiggingpodcast at gmail.com you can hit us up on facebook at facebook.com slash keepdigging or you can even contact us on our twitter at keepdiggingpod i'd love to either have you on the show or read your story just to get it out there everybody's story deserves to be heard and this is a great medium to do it Again, contact me. I'll put your story on the air. Let's go to our interview with Stephen Wagner. I'm in the studio with Stephen Wagner. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Adam. How are you? Not bad at all. So, uh, you are the founder of SPIT. What exactly does SPIT stand for? Well, I'm a co-founder. I don't want to take all the glory there of SPIT. It stands for Schenectady Paranormal Investigation Team. Excellent. So now, what exactly do you do with the investigation team? Uh, so we, uh, we try to go out to places, mostly cemeteries. We're very fond of cemeteries, mainly for like the isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to these places and we try to get pictures or video or whatever kind of evidence that we can gather of paranormal activity. That's awesome. So you were telling me before we started recording, there's a rather notorious cemetery Right here in our home city of Schenectady, New York. What cemetery is that? That would be Vail Cemetery. Great. And what can you tell me about Vail Cemetery? Vail Cemetery has definitely got a bunch of weird things going on. Uh, you got you really to understand Vail Cemetery. You got to go back to the history of Vail Cemetery. There was a lot of unnamed graves in Vail Cemetery. The first first body buried in Vail Cemetery was that of a child. It's got a very rich history to it. Um, my personal experience, uh, I have a picture that I sent you, and you can try to share that if you can, uh, was taken by the statue, which is a memorial statue for the uh, those who were brought over or moved from the Beater Street, which was actually where they used to call the... Uh, Excuse my language on this, okay? I don't mm-hmm. like the Negro Cemetery. So, of course, you can imagine there's all sorts of emotions in that, you know, involved in that whole mess sure. there. Uh, but, yeah, the picture was taken by the statue, which is notorious for 
crying blood, apparently, which I did see that. I did personally see the statue crying blood, which, well, I would say what seemed like crying blood. I don't want to know if it's blood or not. I didn't test it. I didn't take a sample. Right, you don't want to touch it. No, you never want to touch anything oozing from a statue. So, so let's 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 um talk about that for a second. So you saw the statue crying blood. Uh, when it's crying blood, is it look like it's pouring from inside the statue, or are there just red streaks? It it, it looked like red streaks that were originating from the eyes. Okay. So it did start from like the eyes. And it went down. Right. I have I have been there. I've seen that statue, and it's super freaky. It is. I think there's... Um, isn't there another statue in Vale? Maggie? Or something like that? It's got, like, a messed up nose. Yeah. I, I, I've i heard stories about it, but I personally didn't have any uh, okay. occurrences there. I know there's, there's a photo from, like, when I was in college, because I went to school, you know, just down the road from Vale. So yeah. my friends and I went there, like, in broad daylight once, and we found the the statue of Maggie and there's uh, me and my buddy Jake and he has his arm around the statue and I'm like leaning in but obviously afraid to touch it so oh, yeah. you're a braver man than I <laughs> but uh yeah the uh, the picture I, I showed you shows uh what I believe to be a, a ghost of someone who's passed mm -hmm. uh I think you can clearly see in a, a detail in the what looks like a mist type. You can. It's 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 actually like a really awesome, like one of the coolest ghost pictures I've seen uh, ever, which is neat. So I'll make sure to put it in the show notes here. Now you said that was taken right next to the statue of the the. Well, I mean the, the statue. You can see a statue in the back of the picture. Right. So it's, it's like right in front of the picture. I was I was just taking a picture of the statue. Yeah. Gnarly. The co-founder of Spit is actually the person you see in the picture. Okay, and what, what's his name? His name is Kevin. Kevin. Cool. Um, now, is there is there any information for Spit on the internet anywhere? Website you, or? you could find us on Facebook. Cool. I'll be sure to join that page. I'll share it through Keep Digging as well. well. Thank you. No problem. So after you took that photo uh, uh, that we're going to share on the page, something happened with your EMF detector. Oh, right. Uh, well, it started off right after I took the picture. I saw the mist on the camera. I didn't make out any of the detail personally because I wasn't wearing my glasses at the time. <laughs> Everybody else who was with us, it was my co-founder, a cousin of mine, and uh, two other people. They looked at the picture and they started freaking out because they saw the detail. I was like, guys, it's just a mist. You don't know. At first I thought it was just maybe I was breathing too much. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was a ghost there. <laughs> uh, so I pull out my uh, EMF detector, the uh, electromagnetic field detector, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. And the gauge went from all the way from zero all the way to the other end of the spectrum, and it stayed there. It was unflinching. Now, you're in the middle of a cemetery. There should be no electric fields going, especially when you leave all your electronic stuff besides the cameras, of course, in the car. Mm -hmm. uh, we hop in the car... It's still all the way at the uh, end of the spectrum, and it didn't go back down until after the car left the cemetery. As soon as we passed the cemetery gates, it went back down to zero. Wow. So just one more time to clarify the EMF detector. That's that, that little box that you take out with you, and you'll say, if there's anybody here, can you make this go from – can you move the needle on this thing, right? Correct. Wow. Okay. So, um, damn. I know, it's a lot to take in. It is. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff is, uh, especially when you're in a cemetery, they're just trying to get you out. Right. They just want to rest. 
and they just want you away. Uh, you, you might encounter spirits there that actually do want to hurt you. Then you might find spirits that want you out because they don't want you to come across spirits that are going to hurt you. Just like people, there's good people, there's good bad people. Uh, you're going to get a whole spectrum of different kind of ghosts. Uh, I think they were just trying to get us out. Well, that's weirdly comforting. So, <laughs> you know, uh, there's good and there's bad. So that's true in all walks of life or whatever. Absence of, <laughs> or absence of. Or absence of, exactly. Now, um, do you have any other uh, experiences from within Vale Cemetery, or...? There's been a lot of shadow people uh, uh, involvement there, which is really hard to get, you know, you, you can't really document that because they're, they're gone as soon as you see them. Right. Uh, there's a lot of shadow people there. A lot of, I've seen a lot of orbs. Mm -hmm. uh, me and uh, my co-founder, Kevin, were driving through Vale at one point. We like to do our stuff at night, of course. Right. Because, you know, stereotypical paranormal investigators who got to do everything in the dark. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going through there, and we just see these orbs. They're just flowing around. That's madness. That's crazy. That's, it's awesome that you have the, the guts to keep going back there and doing that. I feel like I would hightail it. <laughs> uh, I, I've ran out of there a few times, mainly uh, on foot. Uh, me and uh, Kevin, again, we, we go out often together. Uh, we were walking through the old, uh, well, it's either a Civil War area or a Revolutionary area they had where they had a lot of people from around that time buried there. Uh, and we saw an orb. And at first I thought it was just a person with a flashlight. Mm -hmm. You know, I always try to think of alternative things. I'm not, I don't want to jump to be like, oh, source of light, it's a ghost. Right. Then it came at us. Wow. Okay. And that's when we kind of ran. So you just booked it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, there was no footsteps, no sounds of, like, possible footwork coming at us. It just came straight at us, no sound whatsoever, which was really what freaked me out about the whole situation. Yikes. So how long ago was that? That was maybe about three or four years ago, I believe. Nice. Awesome. So, um... Now, do you go to any other cemeteries around here, or just Vail, uh, or...? Actually, we uh, we took a trip out to Troy a few times to go to the uh, infamous Oakwood Cemetery. I've been there as well, again, in the daytime. That one, because Vail is open to the public still, technically. Yeah. Uh, the one in Troy is closed off. <laughs> definitely not supposed to be there. There's oh, no. crumbling buildings, and yeah, it's, it's in definitely. the middle of the woods. It looks like something straight out of, like, I don't know some sort of insane horror movie. Yeah, so. it really does, and especially when you have to kind of sneak your way in, you're in your, and in the back of your mind, is like, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing something I shouldn't be, which is probably <laughs> going to make whatever happens seem much worse. But there's a lot of activity there. Um, well, I got lost in there, actually, which is... Very easy to do. <laughs> very easy to do, but which is very rare for me. I usually don't get lost that easily in situations like that, but I got lost, and... Uh, I was being chased around by a set of glowing eyes, and they smell of sulfur. Oh, that's the scariest thing I can imagine. Holy oh, crap. Yeah, it was, it was quite terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, though? I think it just wanted me out of out of the cemetery, because ultimately, every time I would go somewhere, I'd see the, the eyes ahead of me, and it would lead me I, you know, off in another direction. Eventually, I found my way out, though. 
That's nice. It, it, it does have such a weird effect there because it's so overgrown. And even though there is that road right in front of it that you can see throughout most of it in the daytime, I can imagine at night it's just darkness. Uh, it, it is very dark, yeah. Adam. It, it's it's so dark. It has like a weird way too. Like if you get all the way to the back, there's if I remember right, there's like that circle of graves with a, there's a statue sort of in the middle, right? Yes. Toward yes. the back of the cemetery. I remember specifically being there and looking out toward the road and thinking the road looked so far away, even though it was only like a just a few minute walk if you go through the shrubs and everything. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Uh, uh, that was the first time I went there that happened to me. Uh, the second time I went there, we had a bigger group with us, and we had uh, a friend of my, uh, my co-founder's wife is sensitive to the paranormal so we brought her with us and she kept having visions of a woman crying because an older woman was holding her two children from her and we looked into it uh this woman there was a woman who was buried there she hung herself in the cemetery oh wow because it had something to do with her husband killing their two kids <laughs> yeah I guess the years an old woman spirit who thought, well, you let your husband kill your kids, you're not worthy of having the kids. Oh, okay, so that's like some post-life drama continuing. You know, the worst kind of custody battle. You know, you look around here, you know, among the living, people like causing drama, and if you're yeah. stuck around and, you know, and you're dead, you're gonna do something, you get bored, I guess. <laughs> I don't mean to make a joke out of it, but... Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um... So let's talk a little bit about... So you were being chased around by a glowing pair of eyes and the smell of sulfur. What do you think that was? Do you think it was a specific ghost that you know about in the cemetery, or is there some story that goes uh, along with that? Honestly, um, when you have a place that is high in activity, high in spirits, you're bound to attract something else. And I believe I don't believe that was a human spirit, because they usually don't put off the smell of sulfur right now there are rumors about i think i've heard this about veil in schenectady as well that that's like a, a doorway to hell yes uh i remember as a kid there was a new story that came out about veil there was a group of satanists that actually stabbed this guy as tried to sacrifice him inside veil in our time wow. yes and then when I, when I was about eight years old when this happened wow so there's definitely something going on there. Yeah. Behind, you know, behind the scenes. That's so spooky uh, to think about because it's literally, it's five minutes down the road from where we're recording right now. <laughs> well, let's take a trip after, you know? Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm too much of a chicken, but. <laughs> uh, no, no, don't worry about that. The worst thing is you got to worry about cops kicking you out. I was going to ask you about that eventually. Have oh. you been caught by Johnny Law oh. going through these places oh. at night? Oh, of course, of course. Especially when you, you pull up your car and you, you park your car somewhere and you leave it. If someone sees you doing that, they, they report it thinking you stole the car and you're dropping it off and taking it off somewhere. Right. So that's actually what happened to us. So we had the cops looking for us throughout the cemetery and they found us. And uh, our excuse was that we were there earlier in the day and our wallet fell out of our pocket and we were just looking for <laughs> our wallets. <laughs> right. But uh, as we were getting escorted out, 
I could hear another officer going, oh, more people ghost busting. <laughs> it's, it's got to be common there. It, it's like a local legend thing. Oh, it really is. And, uh, you know what else stinks about it? It's, it's really a shame is that the reason it's such a problem is because there's a lot of vandalism that goes on in these cemeteries, too. It's you a shame. You toppled over gravestones, and you see the signs everywhere, like, viola, viola, uh, vandalizers will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the oh. law. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with like activity there, like dis disrupting the grave site? Of course. I mean, what, what, when you're disrupting graves, you know, vandalizing graves, you're being incredibly disrespectful to those who've passed. And if they're still clinging around, it's pretty much like someone, you know, uh, disrespecting or trashing your house. You know, how would you feel if somebody came into your house and just wrecked the place? I would be very upset. Exactly, and you'd try to scare them away or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, cool. So, um, let's see. Do you have any other stories that come to mind that you want to talk about uh, in terms of things you've done with Spit or on your own? Um, or just even personal there, experience? I have a story that's a precursor to Spit. Okay. When me and my cousin were teenagers, this is early 2000s at Memorial Park in Rotterdam. I don't know if you were yeah, old enough to again, remember. Yeah, uh, that's near my parents' house. Uh, there was a, a year where they dug up the parking lot and uh, they exposed the sewers. I don't know if you're old enough to remember when they did that. But uh, there was a time when all the sewers were exposed and there was a big ditch there. Mm -hmm. And me and my cousin you know, were running around trying to jump across the ditches all day. Uh, then we decided to come back at night. Naturally. We're doing yeah, we're doing this, you know the same thing. We got a lot of energy. We're teenagers, and we take a bruising, you know, so falling down the ditch ain't too bad. Uh, we look up, and on top of this crane that they were using to dig, you know move the piping and whatnot around, we see this shadowy figure standing all the way on the top of the crane. On the top of the crane. Top of the crane at night, shadowy figure standing up there, just looking down at us. So we jump. A baseball fence, which is, you know, it's a rather tall baseball fence, but it seemed like a tiny two-foot fence when you're, you know, running for your life. We look back, and, and the shadow person's gone. And there's no way they could have gotten down a ladder that fast or anything like that. Right. The only way to get down from that thing that fast would have been to jump, and we would have heard a body hit something. That's crazy. So, so uh, I have a story similar in Memorial Park. Uh, just a couple of years ago, I was, I'm a musician, and I was at a band practice uh, on the other side of Rotterdam, and my parents live, you know, just a couple blocks away from Memorial Park, and I was super tired, so I don't know if there's, like, any credence to this or anything, but I was walking down on the, you know, the sidewalk right in front of the park. Yeah. Memorial Park, just to clarify, it's not a cemetery. It's like a family, like, playground, basketball court, baseball field, that kind of thing. Um, I'm walking down the road, and I just had this intense... Like, I don't know why, but this fear that there was, like, a weird amalgam of a bird and a person, <laughs> like, following me. And I got super spooked by it. And all I could think about was a Yu-Gi-Oh card called <laughs> Swift Birdman Joe. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Swift Birdman Joe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. And that whole area of Rotterdam, actually, um, used to be, like, a forest and a small pond until right. about the 30s and 40s, right? Yeah. So I have a friend, um, I'm not going to say his name, maybe you know somebody named Joe that lives by Town Hall over there, okay. or used to when we were in high school, had, uh, that's, again, right across the street from Memorial Park, like, you know, 100 or so feet away. 
and his house he would see shadow people and stuff like that all the time oh yeah and another just one more story from me to you because i think it's it's fun to share yeah uh i was again walking home from the same band practice another night late at night and i have a friend who claims that when she used to drive down that road right in front of town hall i can't remember what it's called vinewood i think that sounds familiar, yeah. She used to. She said that she claimed to see a little girl on a bike that she would see in her head, in a, the back of uh, her rearview mirror yeah. behind her car, and then she'd like look again, like, why is this kid out there at night and nothing would be there? So my friends and I used to go down that street looking for that ghost <laughs> when we were younger, and I remember just giving up on it and thinking, all right, I'm never going to see this uh and then this one night, I'm walking home alone, not on that street, but the next street over. And uh, I look down the road, and I'm just looking at that corner, thinking about it. And I saw, like, this, it looked like a cloud of smoke, like, cross the street. But it was, it moved the way, like, a person would move, like, like it had similar move, like somebody's shoulders going up and down when they were walking. Uh, so that was pretty freaky. But that's all that same area, Memorial Park and Rotterdam. And Yeah, you know, I somebody should do some research about that area. Maybe there's some more going on than we realize. Absolutely. Talk to Joe about that. I should actually have him... I should see if I can get him on this episode, actually. Yeah, you should. Cool. Awesome. So, um... Do you have, an, do you have anything else that you want to go over? Uh... We can also save more for later because it sounds like you've got a lot. I'm going to be doing the show for a while, so definitely we're definitely going to have you back. Oh, uh, yeah, and no, I, I can save some stuff. i got more ghost stories, and I've got other stories of various things. Awesome. Let's do let's do one more ghost story tonight if you've got one in you. I do. i got one right in me. Uh, well, I used to live on this uh, in this house on Hildeberg Ave, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to uh, – my room was in the basement, and uh, – I used to get a bunch of activity down there. It was weird. It started off with uh, just stuff being moved. Like, like I didn't see stuff move, but I would leave the room, come back, and something was in a different spot than I laid it down in. And I was like, okay, whatever. I must, I must not remember moving it, which is, you know, the first conclusion you probably jump to. Uh, then it was about 3:15 a.m. I was sleeping. I had a strobe light go off in my room while I was sleeping, which was very scary. You're trying to sleep, and all of a sudden, a strobe light goes off at 3.15 a.m. Right. You're freaking out. So I kind of – I try not to look at it while still moving towards it to try to unplug it. I I get there, and the whole time I'm moving to this, I'm like, I I can't look at it, or I'm going to probably see something I don't want to see. I had this feeling of just dread overcome me. I unplugged the strobe light, and it continued to flash for another minute or so. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that yeah, was very unsettling. Uh, and it was weird, because after that, I would always hear what sounded like somebody like, briskly walking by my door in the hallway down, down there at night after that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on this show before, I've talked about how I believe I grew up in a haunted house. Again, in that Memorial Park area. Yes. Also not far from uh, Elderberg, you know, yeah. just a couple minutes down the road. And I had a sort of similar story. I had the original iPod. Uh. And uh, I was really big into, like, pop punk and stuff like that. I think I remember that. Yeah, it was uh. my 
That was my shtick. <laughs> uh, so I had Green Day on my iPod, and I remember, and it didn't have the alarm set or anything. I checked yeah. after this. I was asleep one night, and it was when I was feeling like particularly like creeped out in my room. And I thought I heard the floorboards creak, which is something that would commonly happen. My room was in the attic. Yeah. Um, and I heard that sound, and I heard, like, uh, just, like, a soft, like, coming from the opposite side of the room. Like, somebody put something down. Huh. And all of a sudden, my iPod is playing uh, Jesus of Suburbia off American Idiot by Green Day at full volume through the headphones. Oh, man. And I was so scared to, like, even get up and turn it off. And it ended up just playing through the whole album that night on my iPod. And so, But it's weird because even if it was an alarm that was set on my iPod, um, it would play the beginning of the song, not yeah. where it was. So that was... Because that, that must have been where it was when I left it off. Yeah. So I think that, like, it sounded like somebody, like, picked it up, put it down, and then pressed, you know, the play button or whatever. So... That was pretty freaky. Or maybe the ghosts are a good Green Day fan, you know? They might be. Maybe they were just into the sweet, sweet tunes of America in 2004. Oh, <laughs> what was it? American Idiot? American Idiot. Oh, uh, see, if I was a ghost, I would have turned that to Dookie. Dookie, even like Insomniac, you know, the stuff after that, you know, Green Day gets pretty polarizing. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Well, dude, this has been an awesome podcast. Oh, I, you know, thank you for having me, man. No problem. I will gladly have you back. You say you've got alien stories. You've got I, all kinds of stuff I for us. some alien stories, and I have what I believe to be a demon story uh, from when I lived on a different street growing up, and it was actually uh, a lot of stuff happened over a period of time, so I can get into that another awesome. time. I, that sounds like something we can do a whole episode off of because there's i want to do like a demonic sort of oh yeah definitely yeah great awesome so uh right before i let you go let's just plug one more time spit that's the schenectady paranormal investigation team correct uh it's you are other people welcome to join you or is it just you uh, and your buddy uh yeah we uh bring people out all the time uh cool we let people you know be our guests uh now do you so you take you go out you try to document things or are you just there for the experience uh, it depends. Uh, we we try to document stuff when we can. Right. But when you're caught in the moment, up in the moment, <laughs> you know the experience is all you're gonna get. Right. Sometimes. That's you know what it's worth it just for that, right? It, I I think it is. Flash photography is also gonna draw the fuzz. Exactly. You know you <laughs> so. never bring flashlights. Yeah. Good. All right. Awesome. So again, we can find you on Facebook. That's Schenectady Paranormal Investigation Team. We'll link that. We'll put your picture, all that in the show notes. Uh, I appreciate that. Great. Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you for having me, man. No problem. Wow. By far, my favorite interview we've done on Keep Digging yet. Again, that was Steven Wagner from the Schenectady Paranormal Investigative Team. I'll make sure to add his information to the show notes here. I'll also share that awesome picture he sent me uh, via our Facebook and Twitter pages. Speaking of our Facebook and Twitter pages, Keep Digging is on social media. You can like us at facebook.com slash keepdigging, and you can tweet us at keepdiggingpod. If you have a story you'd like to send in, you can do so either by those two mediums or through our email, keepdiggingpodcast at gmail.com I'd like to either record an interview with you you can come to my studio or we can go through Skype or I can read your story on the air but again, I'd love to share your story it would certainly be a big help if everybody that listens to this 
could go and rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That helps us be seen by more people. Uh, that makes us heard by more people, and it means that more people might be willing to contact me to put their stories on the air. The music today was brought to you by Desafinado, an indie rock band from Schenectady, New York. I've been your host, Adam Zeke. Until next time, this has been Keep Digging.